Thanks for listening to another life-transforming message from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. We have a special morning planned for you. I'll have you be seated in just a second, but um, we are going to finish up with our our, uh, series on favor. Uh, our three by ten, and we've got some great speakers who are going to come in just a second. Uh, Bethany Lee is going to be coming, and she's one of our young women who is just an A plus 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 plus. She's on our worship team, singing all the time, involved with our students. Uh, we also have Gershon Torres, who's come on. Not only not only a drummer has a strong clothing game going on today. I'm going to have to. I'm gonna have to step up my act here. I'm gonna to have to really dial in. I feel the, the. It's not competition. I'm not a competitive person. I'm the least competitive person that I've ever met. I feel inspiration. Looking forward to that. So, uh, I want you to do me a favor before they come. I'm, uh, we're gonna. I'll give you some instruction in that in just a second. But let's pray over them as speakers, but us as hearers, and also our house as a house where the word of God is delivered, that we will always be producing speakers and teachers who can declare the word of God in the house and out into the community, amen? Father, we pray over our speakers this morning. We pray blessing over them. We thank you for their desire to participate, to dig in deep, to hear from you, to get a word that's not only pertinent, but but prophetic that speaks to the lives of people where they sit. And we thank you, Lord, that we rely on your word, not just being a written word, but it's a supernatural word that is able to be used in in the right vessels with its hearts are tipped towards you to deliver the word in a way that speaks to every individual in this room on some level. And we believe that that supernatural nature of the word of God as it's delivered through vessels with that intention. And so, Lord, speak to us today. We pray over our house that this will always be a house filled with your word, that the word will be declared with with truth and also love. Lord, that when we find ourselves out of alignment with the word, that the word is still spoken and received, but it's spoken in love to bring us into the lane to experience your favor. Lord, your favor is here, but it requires our alignment to experience it in a tangible way. And so, Lord, we thank you for this house. We speak blessing over our church family. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Give a big hand to the Lord. Shake hands with the person next to you and you can be seated. Uh, Before our speakers come, let me give you just a couple of quick updates. Please, please join us next Saturday. I believe the time is at 1030. Uh, For uh, our Super Saturday with our C3 families, we'll have Pastor Seth and Karen up. Uh, The pastors from down south uh, in Newburgh will be coming up. Also, uh, I believe that, uh, well, I know Simon and Valerie McIntyre, our C3 Americas pastors, will be here. And also some of our pastors from Hope Village, the Davies, will be coming down uh, at first part of the morning. And so it's going to be a great day. But we are hosts, and so I want to invite you, if you're on a team, to serve. And also, if you're uh, not on a team, come on out. It'll be a great morning. I think we're going to have some refreshments and just a really good time. It'll be great to get to introduce yourself to uh, the great family that we're a part of. Um, Also, don't forget the week after that is our grand opening. And uh, we've been in the building for a while, but dialing it in, and we haven't gone public really advertising heavily. We began this week. You're going to notice some really cool social media stuff. Next week when you come in, we'll have some handouts that you can give to your friends to invite them to this special day. Let me just show you one of the exciting pieces of media that was, I'm going to have you pull this down just so that everybody will be able to see, and I'll move out of the way. This is created by our creatives team, and here we go.
Great job, uh, Leslie and our entire creative team. You'll see more materials like that to be able to uh, f put on your stories on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, to be able to use to invite other people. And again, we'll have cards next week. You'll notice that we have uh, about four different events that are taking place next uh, on that particular weekend, two weekends from now. Uh, first off, we'll start with our family fun, our family fall bash. It's really geared at families with children up through grade five. And so if you've got a child grade five or if you've got friends, invite them to come and be a part of that very special day. It'll include lunch, a lot of activities, a lot of prizes for the kids. Then on Saturday evening, we've got a special gathering geared at our My City students and our younger generation, which includes my age. I could be at, at 39, I'm still coming to this stuff. Just want you to know that, want to be a part of it. And so you're invited to come and be a part well, some of the cackling I'm hearing out there, it's, it's, it's not, it wasn't celebration. It's just sound like, hey, <laughs> don't make me come out there. I'll pull this car over and I will come back there. Okay, anyways, so we want to invite you to be a part of that. So if you're a little bit older, come on out. Emma Davies is speaking and that's going to be dynamic. I promise you that will be awesome. And then on Sunday morning, we're going to be doing a special gathering. There will be some preaching and great normal worship, but we're featuring uh, the Christensen's family story. We're the, right there, Kim's in the front row, and Shane's, Shane's flexing out in the lobby to scare off the bad guys, probably working security this morning. We have a great presentation of how they've ended up in this church and how they've ended up serving and what God's done in their life. And then that evening, we'll have dinner parties. So we want to invite your friends. You want to invite family. Invite whoever you can. This house will not fill itself. We want it to be filled because we want everyone to know Jesus and experience the presence of God, but it's going to be filled as you invite your friends and the people that you know, okay? All right, so we're going to just jump right to our uh, messages today. You'll notice that Miriam Whiting's not with us today. Uh, she wasn't feeling well, and so we're going to have a surprise guest speaker at, after our first two speakers are done, and I want to challenge you guys uh, to give it your all, but I want to challenge you all, let this be a place where it's easy to preach, these are, these are people who may be nervous, who have prayed, who feel like they have something from God for you. And so you leaning back, putting your foot up on the chair in front of you, eating Lay's potato chips and you know, drifting off to sleep and talking on your phone does not really receive that effort well. And so I want you to lean forward, take notes. I want you to cheer when you hear a good point. I want you to say, add a boy, add a girl, whatever it takes. And I want you at the same time to participate because preaching is not a... A one-sided thing. When you read through scripture, all of worship, all of preaching, it was interactive because we all share in the word together. And that will always increase the dynamic nature of the word being preached. So for uh, Bethany coming first and Gershon coming second, give them a big, big, big hand. Come on. Go get them. Hello. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is new. This is exciting. I'm excited to be up here and get to speak. Um, yeah, so I'm going to hop right into it then. <laughs> um, I have a little story to begin with first. So a couple weeks before Steve asked me if I would come up here and speak, I was just laying in bed, you know, and I got this strong feeling over me of, I want you to speak. I just heard that all of a sudden, and I was like, I was like, I don't think they would ever ask me to speak. What would I speak about? Why would I speak? And I was like, I'm just, you know, why would I? But I heard it. I was like, no, you're going to speak. I was like, well, maybe I should start, you know, praying about a message. I don't know. It was, I felt it so strong. I was like, okay, maybe I will. Maybe we'll see how it goes. And then I get a text from Pastor Steve, and he was like, hey, are you wanted to speak? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, I'll speak. <laughs> so it's pretty fun. Um, but I have a verse. Oh, it's back here. Um, and it says, it's in Proverbs 3, 4. And it says, my child, if you truly want a long and satisfying life, never forget the things I've taught you. Follow closely every truth that I've given you. Then you will have a full, rewarding life. Hold on to loyal love and don't let go, and be faithful to all you've been taught. Let your life be shaped by integrity, with truth written upon your heart, and that's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and man. You will gain the reputation of living life 
well. I love this verse because I feel like it lays it all out for you. It's like, so if you follow closely every truth, hold on to loyal love, and be faithful to what you've been taught, it says that's how you will find favor and understanding. And what is favor? Favor is a gift, right? It's an act of kindness from God that he wants to give you. And what is understanding? It's wisdom. So it says if you truly want, I'm just going to write this down. If I truly want, um, because what do we truly want? God, a long and satisfying life, and favor. It's pretty cool. This is cool. <laughs> um, there's this movie I really like. And in this movie, the main characters have this saying. One will be like, oh, kind of down, you know. And one will look at him and be like, hey, God is good. And he'll look back at him and be like, all the time. And he's like, in all the time, God is good. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like it might a mindset. He's like, God is good. And so we can look at that, have that mindset, and see the favor all around us and see what. So back to keeping our notes that says, be loyal and faithful. Keep our minds in that and study in that and find his favor. So point one, see favor. It's already up here. (laughs) Seeing favor. Um, I think if you look around you, you can see favor in everything everywhere in the smallest and the biggest of things and so I have a story of favor which I like this story because it's fun so I went to Disneyland not too long ago Ooh, we love Disneyland um, and me and my brother wanted to go on one of the roller coaster rides and so we hopped in line the line was really long but they have a single riders line so you can get on the ride faster they just put you on a spot where they need you, where they have, you know, seats. And so we hop in that line and we get on the ride. I got put somewhere in the middle of the roller coaster and my brother gets put in the very back, which is the best part of the roller coaster, right? It's the fastest, the bumpiest. And he's like, well, I just got the back of the roller coaster. We're like, yeah, that's so fun. And I didn't really think anything. I'm like, oh, wow, how lucky to get the back of the roller coaster. And then we got off the ride and the line was still short. The single riders were like, Let's go on it again, right? <laughs> and so we go on it again, and we're in line, and I'm seeing the people get on and off the ride. And I'm looking at the front of the roller coaster. I'm like, there's no way in the single rider's line you would get the front of the roller coaster. Because everyone wants the front, right? The back, maybe you could, but the front, everybody wants the front. You could see all the action. And so then I get put somewhere in the middle of the roller coaster. And then my brother, the guy who works there, was like, oh, you get the front. And I was like, aw. <laughs> he just got the front. And he looks at me like. <laughs> I, just, I was like, I looked at him. I was like, that's favor. That's favor. You just, and I thought it was really fun. Um, so, you know, just like little things. Also, whenever I drive somewhere, I always pray. Right, you get in the car and you're like, okay, I pray for a good parking spot, a safe spot. I pray that when I go across this area of traffic, it'll be no cars and it'll be safe. <laughs> and you know, God answers your prayer and He, like, you get that good parking spot. And so I feel like you could look at those situations, those moments, and be like, oh, how lucky that I got the front and the back of the roller coaster. I got the front row parking spot today. Or you could have the mindset and look at it and be like, that's favor on my life that God's given me. And so you can tune into that favor, see it every day in everything big and small, and always pray for that favor too, which I think is really cool. Okay, so point two, (laughs) stepping into favor. This is cool. I thought this was was cool. Um, So I'm a visual person, so I liked what we talked about a couple weeks ago about putting on the coat a favor, right? That was really fun. So I have a story that goes along with that. I'm with the stories today. <laughs> so um, a while ago, I was just laying in my bed. You know, you get in bed and you realize, oh, I didn't pray yet. So you sit up and you're like, okay, I'm going to pray really quick. And it's like the prayer you're just going to pray for like five minutes. Like I'm going to get to bed. It's always those prayers that turn into like the hour-long prayer. It changes your life. 
Yeah, though that was that kind of prayer. That was a fun prayer. Um, and so I was just like, okay, I'm just, thank you for today, blah, 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 right? And I start praying, and then I just pray. I pray that I'll get closer to you, God. And then I heard, take a step. Get up and take a step. You want to get closer to me? I was like, hmm, what? I'm in bed. <laughs> but no, I heard it. Get out and take a step. I felt like I needed to get up and actually take a step, which is strange, but, you know. And so I got up out of bed. This is what I said. Oh, there it goes. Out of faith, I got up. And I said, I'm stepping closer to you, God. And I felt something shift. I felt it shift. And so when this story came to mind on favor, I thought, you could just step into that favor. You can take that step. And so in Genesis 18.3, it said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord. And so as a visual person, taking that step is all the difference, right? So I'd like to challenge you to take that step of favor into your life. Take that step closer to God and say, I'm accepting it. and I'm stepping closer to you. It's like what Pastor Steve is always saying. I love this, to have good posture, right? To lean forward. Because can we take a good step when we're leaning back? Oh, no, not really. Can we? Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just taking, taking that, you know? But it says, I have found favor in your eyes. So lean forward, right? Lean forward. Take that step. Honestly, I think I'd be sprinting. You know, but take that step into God's favor. When you serve God, when you seek him, his promises are on your life. You get God's favor. And God wants you to have favor. He wants to see the, oh, my gosh, I've got the further roller coaster face. <laughs> he wants to hear, thank you, God. Thank you for your favor. He wants to see you take that step out of faith and seek him and say, I step closer to you. We want that favor and understanding, right? That wisdom and that kindness and that gift. So put yourself in the mindset. Take the step. Look around for your favor because it is there. And it is good. Thank you. Come on, you got to clap a little louder if God has been good. Listen, all I need is about a witness that knows God has been faithful. Is there anybody in the building that knows God has been faithful? Just raise your hand up. All I need is about two to three people to shout amen one more time. Come on. God is in the building. Thank you to the pastor and everybody who's been speaking. It's crazy how the message connects, you know, how, how God is talking and how when everything happens in the midst of everything, God is still there, right? So I want to talk about favor in the silence. And I want to read a story but before, about women in the Bible. But before, I wanted you to come with me. Just imagine her life before the Bible tells it. So we see in this story this woman, she's pregnant with a baby, right? And as any woman being a first-time mom, and I know moms can agree with me, that you want to make sure that what's happening in your belly is normal. That what's happening is all right, relatable, right? And so you can guarantee this woman goes to talk to, you know, her friends or family members to say, hey, What's happening in here? Is it normal? Is it all right? Should I sleep this way? Should I eat this thing? Is there any mamas that know what I'm talking about? And so in the midst of, of her receiving advices, in the midst of her receiving, you know, people telling her things, Jesus was in that conversation. And I'll tell you why. Because back then, the way Jesus was being uh, known was by the witnesses that would walk by, that the witnesses that would see the miracles that Jesus would do. And so you can imagine that in the midst of all that, a little conversation about somebody who does miracle signs and wonders just went into her ear. But yeah, it, it wasn't important because there's something more important in that moment, right? Let's fast forward a little bit. We see that this woman is, gave birth to the, the, to the baby, and now the baby girl has some life on her, got some years on her. And all of a sudden, I love the all of a sudden of the Bible, but all of a sudden this baby starts crying. And what became a five-minute crying session became day and night, night and day, no sleep. She's crying of pain. And now, nowadays, mamas know 
that they know what kind of pain their child is in by hearing the cry. And so, and I don't know about the mamas now, but they know that just by hearing the cry of the child, they know what kind of pain it is. They know whether the pain is emotional, they know whether the pain is physical, or they know they're just crying because they want something. Is there any mamas in here that know what I'm talking about? That you all you got to do is just hear the pain and you know that there's something wrong. Put yourself in this woman's position though. Her baby is crying. Day and night, night and day, no sleep. She can feel the pain of the baby. And yet she doesn't know what to do. And I guarantee you in the Bible, and I guarantee you this woman, she goes out to, to, to ask the same people for advice. What's going on? Is this normal? And yet again, a conversation about Jesus enters into her ears. But it's not important because there's something more important now. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when God talks, move. When God talks, you ought to move. How many times has God told us, go do this or go to a person and say this, and we stood still? I, can I talk to some real people in here? I want to say, how many times has God told you, go tell this person something? And we say, I, I can't do it because I won't call to do that. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not ready for it. I want to tell you that if when God talks, you just move. Don't stay still. If crawling isn't working, you ought to run. Y'all not with me. Hold on. Pastor Steve, if walking ain't run, if ain't doing, you start running. Be like, be like Bethany. Just sprint to where you need to go. Pastor Steve, if running don't do it, you ought to start flying if you can. But when God talks, you can't stay still. Is there somebody in here that's a mover that knows that when God talks, I'm just going to move? Come on. You got to give it closer to God. And so we see in the Bible. And now the Bible starts telling about the story that this woman says, fine, you know what? I've heard about this Jesus. I'm going to go and find him. And so she goes, and the Bible says that she tries finding Jesus. She sees, you know, where Jesus is going to be at, what time, and who he's going to be with. And, and, and her journey there is, is a bit long. And, and at, you know, in the midst of her journey, she, I guarantee you she just doubted. I guarantee you she gave up because she said, what if Jesus ain't real? What if what the people are saying ain't real? What if he's a phony? What if he's not going to do what I ask? I want to talk to some people in here that have been walking for a long time and haven't found Jesus. You gave your life to Jesus, but yet you haven't felt his presence. And you ought to excuse me because I feel something in the room. That you've been walking. You're tired. Your feet hurt. You're giving up. You said, what's the point if, if God ain't going to do it for me? They did it for them, but what about me? I want to talk to some people in here. I want to release a word. That the same way this woman found Jesus, Jesus is going to find you. Now, and I wish there was about two to three people in this room. That can just shout amen when I say that God is going to find you. The same way Jesus was, the same way the woman found Jesus, Jesus is going to find you. In this season, you've been trying to look. Look no further because God is in this place. God is in the room. Your miracle is today. Is there anybody that is finding a miracle can shout amen real fast? Y'all know with me. Okay, I got to go because I got a little enough time. She found Jesus. Just something about finding Jesus in the hard times just changes everything. She finds Jesus. And she says, okay, from what I've heard, I got to say, um, 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 Jesus Christ, son of David, have mercy upon me. So she repeats that over and over and over and over and over again. Pastor Steve, she repeated so much that the disciples look at her and she said, they say, shut up, please. You's annoying. You're, you're, you're just repeating this and you got to get somewhere else because you obviously know that God or Jesus doesn't want to talk to you. He doesn't want to pay attention because he has an assignment and you're blabbing your mouth. You got to go somewhere. Can I talk to some people in here that the devil tried to shut your mouth? The devil tried to shut your mouth up. But the fact that you're on a Sunday morning lifting your hands and praising God with a mouth open. If that means anything, you ought to give God praise for about five seconds. I want to talk to some people in here that God try to shut your family, try to shut your kids, try to shut your mouth. But the fact that you're still praising on a Sunday, the fact that you got breath. If the Bible says that let everything that has breath, what? Praise the Lord. You ought to praise God for the breath that you're breathing. Because I know the devil try to shut you up. But don't stay silent. Open your mouth when you have the chance. Don't stay silent. I dare somebody to just shout amen real fast. Amen. I got to go. <laughs> Listen, it's because I feel something. You ought to excuse me. And so she finds these. And then she got tired because she said, okay, hold on. I didn't come all this way so that the disciples can embarrass me, harass me, tell me to shut up, tell me to get somewhere else. I came all this way. They don't know the pain that I've been through. The nine months of having a baby and not knowing what to do. The pain of letting that baby go. 
And so she goes to Jesus and she's like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And now I want you to look at your neighbor once again and say, neighbor, change your vocabulary. See, this lady goes in front of Jesus, and that's something. She changes her posture. She says, I, uh, you know what? I'm going to stop walking behind, and I'm going to go right in front of him. So she interrupts Jesus' plan. And then she goes, instead of saying, Lord, have mercy upon me, she says, Lord, help me. You ought to change your vocabulary when you can get the attention of God. I just gave you a secret that when you've been crying and you're trying to find God and God hasn't, you, it's been silent. Just change your vocabulary. Change your posture, but don't stay the same. And so she goes and she says this. Pastor Steve, you won't believe. Jesus says, hold on. <laughs> Jesus says, I love this guy. Jesus says, the bread that I got ain't for you. It's for the lost sheep in Israel. In other words, the Bible says that Jesus says, it's not good to throw the bread to the dogs. And this lady goes, she said, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> she said, okay, hold on then. Because if my memory serves me correctly, that even the dogs eat off of the crumbs. I felt something now. Eat off of the crumbs that fall off the master's table. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that this lady said, if the lost sheep don't want it, look at me. I need a miracle. Is there anybody in here that needs a miracle? That you've been trying to find the crumb. That you've been trying to find a crumb and you haven't found it? Listen, I'm going to tell you something because I only got a minute left. As I prepared this message, I said, God, what am I going to say? Because I just, I don't know. I mean, this is tough, right? This is my first time doing this in this crowd. So I, I don't know. I was, I was nervous. And then God spoke to me to speak to this church. And something about when God gives you a word, you just got to release it no matter what. Pastor Steve, Pastor Serena, as I prepared this message. God said, although it's been tough, you ought to excuse me. Although it's been tough, although it's been silent, although it's been hurtful, it's been, it's been a long journey. God is going to give you more than a crumb. Is there anybody in here that can believe the prophetic word that God is going to give the church and the pastors more than a crumb. I want to talk to some people that have been trying to find a crumb. Because all, all you need is just a crumb. The fact that God is going to give you more than a crumb. Can I, can I release this prophetic word? God said you're going to get the whole loaf of bread. Y'all not with me. Y'all not with me. That God is going to give the whole loaf of bread. That you've been finding a crumb, God's going to give you more than a crumb. And I'll yet again say this. That God, I said, God, okay, okay, I'll say that, but, but, but what about this? And God said, don't worry. As they're enjoying the loaf bread, the bread of loaf. <laughs> tell my people. Mm, 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 that what I'm going to give them is the factory where the bread is being made. In other words, God is going to reproduce the bread that is already here. And if there's somebody that can just stand with me real fast. I came here to release a word. That you've been finding a crumb. It's been silent. But God has given you favor in the silence. And if you know what I'm talking about. Just raise your hand up real fast. And say God thank you for the crumb. Say God thank you for the loaf of bread. And you ought to give God praise for the factory. For the God reproducing the bread you got. Come on somebody just say God thank you. With that is same enthusiasm. We're going we're gonna to get to the next person. Come on, give God more clay, praise. Come on, give both of them a big hand. And you can be seated. I did want to just, uh, Bethany, great, great, great job. What a, again, a, how could you not want to serve God after listening to her? I mean, seriously, she is so excited about every inch of life. Yeah. And you know it, her source is the Lord himself, and she's inspiring. You just want to, people like her make me want to be a Christian. Right. Amen. Yeah. And uh, Gershon, man, I know you've been working it, and you've been preparing great, 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 great job this morning. And I do receive that. I'll take the bread factory. Yeah. Because our, our, our community needs the bread factory. Um, I want to say to both of you, and I want to say to you as a congregation, people, individuals like this, they don't just happen, they're built. I want to pay my respects to Bethany, to your family, to your mom, your dad, uh, the hard work that they put in, all the resources, all the time, but they're not just built by parents, they're also built by a church family. 
See, next steps don't happen. For those of you who uh, may be at home and are listening, we're thankful that you're, you're tuning in. But next steps into your destiny, into your ministry, don't happen without a church family. And they, we don't just give anybody the opportunity to step on this platform. But Bethany, hearing from God, uh, God doesn't lie, does he? And so it lines up, she gets the opportunity. But why? Because she's part of a family of God. She's locked into the family of God. And Gershon, the same thing. His parents, uh, his brother Jesse's around, and family, mom and, mom and dad up here in the, in the front row, and girlfriend in the front row, and all of that. that. That, a lot of years of faithfulness, of raising your children in the house of God. Amen? In the house of God. Now, listen, I, I just I want to emphasize this. Mom, dad, uh, don't ever get to the place where you're like, well, you know, I don't want to force my kids, their religion on them. Uh, you force them to go to school. You force them to take showers. Well, I'm afraid they'll never take a shower if I force them. Listen, don't use that common sense that is uh, twisted, uh, messed up, influenced by the enemy. Listen, you raise up a child in the way they should go. In other words, you take them the way they should go repeatedly, even when they don't want to, and then they learn that path. Because what happens is, you know, God is able to, to reach into their life because they're in the house of God. I can promise you it's unlikely for them to have an encounter with God staying at home on a Wednesday night watching friends. Now, there might be another time to watch friends if that's your, if that's your vibe. Uh, I don't know. But I will say this, that these two and many of our other students have stepped into elements and levels of maturity that are well beyond some of us even as adults because they've been raised in the house of God in between parents and church family, reinforcing those good moments. But God shows up on the scene and he stirs something within their hearts and captures their imaginations and they go on to do great things for God. Your two futures are bright. I thank God that I get to be a part of it. It just, one of the greatest things is opening the door for people to step into what God's calling them to do. Amen? Come on, let's, let's hear it. We do that as a church family, big time. So with that, I have to, I have to wrap this up in, I have to do a five-minute message. I have to pretend to be Miriam, so that's no possible way to be able to do that. Let me just uh, follow up on our, uh, our entire series. Let me close this down, okay? Uh, I we've been talking a lot about God favoring us, but I want to shift your attention for just a second to the fact that you are a favor carrier, and therefore you can be a favor uh, introducer into other people's lives. The favor that you carry can be directed at other people, and it's, you become a conduit where God takes favor, pours it into you, and then through you, and you push it into the lives of other people. The favor that I've experienced, a great percentage of it, I've experienced it through other people. I remember the first time I was ever invited to preach. I, it was, I don't think it was any good, but they, I, they, it's, it was crazy. The, I, felt like, I felt like Billy Graham. I mean, I'm like I'm stepping up to the stage, and I've got to deliver the word, and heaven and hell hangs on this message. And it always feels like that, to be really honest with you. But I thank God for the favor that my pastor showed to me to give me that opportunity, because it led to next steps. I want to challenge you to favor others. Show favor to others. In fact, show favor just in general. From a general concept, everyone in your world should, is, a, is, a, is a person who de, is deserving of the favor of heaven. That when you look at people, even your enemies, there is a deposit that you can make in their direction. It's just a word of encouragement. It's just a smile. Sometimes just smiling, walking around, Smiling. It's interesting when you, when you watch both of our speakers this morning, especially Bethany. I mean, how do you, how do you talk like that and smile? <laughs> I can't do it. I got to get mean preacher face to, to preach. But she, she oozes that smile of heaven to us. And so I want to challenge you just to, just to be friendly, to be kind. Scripture says in Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another. Why? Because heaven was kind to you. You follow me? Also, it says, show kindness to strangers, but I'm an introvert, okay? Get over yourself, introverts. You're called to be hospitable. Yes. Stop standing in the corner and enjoying God's favor to yourself. Move out. Quit waiting for somebody to come say hi to you, and you start moving out and start saying hi to other people. Because if you're waiting for people to come and say hi to you, you're going to go home irritated. Well, the pastor didn't say hi to me, but he said hi to other people today. It's not a grocery store where you walk around to get the things that you want. It's where you, you're the grocery store that hands out to things as they pa people pass by. Start being kind to other people. 
I would like to tell you that uh, we moved to the woods for a reason. I'm perfectly content on my own. Some people are like, well, Pastor Steve, you are so extroverted. No, no, actually, I'm not. I, I experience, I, I'm very at home here, but when I go to a large audience someplace else, I feel like very, like, ah, because I'd rather be in the woods talking to God, talking to the trees, talking to the house, the addition that needs to go on in the house, letting it know what it's going to look like and things like that. But you move beyond yourself and show hospitality and interact with one another because ultimately when you do this, you are doing this on behalf of heaven. There are people who need to be greeted, welcomed, hugged. I'm not a hugger. Get over yourself. Heaven has hugged you. Heaven has hugged you. Start allowing heaven to hug through you appropriately, not creepily, okay? Just figure that out, all right? Uh, because Jesus, uh, in, in one of his parables, he was explaining uh, these people, thank you for visiting me in prison, and thank you for giving me a cup of water, and thank you for doing all sorts of things to me. And they were like, when did we do these things to you? He said, when you did it to others, you did it to me. So show honor to other people. Show favor to other people. Also favor people in specific instances and in specific moments. Lose this fairness doctrine that we all step into. Well, I shouldn't do for one person what I can't do for everybody. That is not a thing that is in scripture. That's not a thing that God participates in. God leans into people's lives in favor in different ways, and it's never fair. When your kids say to you, that's not fair, you should say back, get used to it. It's not. I agree with you. It's just not fair. Favor isn't fair. If you got what was fair, it would not be favor. That's just a fact. And so what I would challenge you to do is lean in at key times, key moments to show maybe a little bit more of a higher level of favor into people's lives. Don't worry about the fact that you can't do it for everybody, but lean forward and maybe, maybe pay for a student's trip. Maybe pay for a mom who can't afford to go to the women's conference. Pay her way. Well, what if everybody else finds out? Who cares? Pay that person's way. Maybe you can pay two people's way. But lean in and show favor to individuals specifically. That's what Jacob did to Joseph when he gave him the coat of many colors. Now, do it in a way that doesn't draw attention and make everybody else mad. Oh, I've got a birthday party invitation only for you, Marina. He's smarter than Jacob was because he made all 11 brothers very upset and created havoc. There's a way to do it that's not uh, the way that it was done there. Uh, let me give you my final point. This is, I'm going really fast, aren't I? Okay, so. Thanks for warming these guys up. Gershon, don't, you don't ever have to say, excuse me for sharing the word. You got permission. You don't have to ask anybody's no excuse me for delivering God's word. You have authority because you've been given per permission to deliver it. So deliver it, all right? Okay. Um, favor occasionally, extravagantly. You might not be able to do this every day, but there are seasons of your life where you should lean forward and say, what extravagant level of favor can I show in this period of time? Not every day, but maybe in a season where you sacrifice on your end and it becomes a game changer on their end. I'll never forget the time where Rowena and I were driving a beater of a car. Water would come in through the floorboards when it rained, and Rowena had to put her feet on the, on the transmission box in the center because the water would begin to fill up inside the car. There was no stereo, but there was a hole where the stereo was. We drive down the road, and the front of the car would shake because when I bought the car, the strut housing was completely rusted off, and me and my dad, we welded it together in our garage using two come-alongs. And how many of you know, if you know anything about uh, suspension, you know anything about the alignment of a car, you're probably not going to get that right in your garage. So at 50 miles an hour, the, the, they would shake, and I'll never forget, someone was given a fairly nice car, and they turned around and gave me that car. And I remember being blown away, like, someday I would like to be generous that way. Well, I was able to. I, believe it or not, gave away my beater car. It ended up being a huge blessing for the person that received that. The thing that you despise or you're putting up with might be a blessing to somebody else. But I will say this. If you want to do something significant someday, do something significant today on a smaller level. You might not have a car to give away, but a prized possession you certainly could give away. There's a, a young man that went to Bible college that actually was from Rowena's church, 
and uh, great, great guy, sharp dresser, had full, full on, he'd, he'd blow us away today, okay? Full on, just great dresser, great head of hair, just really smooth guy. And uh, I remember getting to be friends with him, and I complimented one day his tie. I had a couple ties, but this is a beautiful tie. And I kid you not, he took it off his neck and put it around mine. I, it was not what I was after. I didn't have anything to match that tie. It was beautiful. It was elegant. And he continued to do that to me through the next couple of years of Bible college. He would give of his possessions extravagantly. He would give me his shoes I was two sizes bigger than him, and I would stuff all 10 digits in those shoes because, man, I felt like a million bucks walking around with those shoes. He was so generous to me, and that has taught me some things on that level to be generous back. I've given away, when I've only had one guitar, given away a guitar, knowing that somebody else could use it better, and God is always, this is the miracle of this type of generosity, it always comes back in tenfold. I've been given more guitars and I know what to do with. I'm not even a very good player, amen? But by showing favor, extreme favor at times, you will experience God's favor poured back into your life. One last scripture, why don't you stand with me? Worship team's gonna come and I'm gonna just share an example to you. Um, in the scripture, you'll see this type of favor being shown especially in the Old Testament to people who were prophetic, people who preached the word, people who carried the word. I'm, this is not an invitation for you to do extreme levels of, of, of honor and favor in my direction. It's not, understand me, it's not at all. But this woman in the scripture, and we see this happen multiple times where God, God's people honor God's servants and then God does something incredible back their way. That's why when uh, we don't do offerings like uh, typically for our speakers when they come in the house, because we as a church made up our mind a long time ago, we're going to be generous as a church family. Um, I've had people tell me, well, you know, if you receive an offering, I just, it doesn't matter what it is. No, it does matter because this is our house and we're a generous people. And so we just make up our mind when we have guest speakers that we're going to be generous in advance and we don't ask you, to, ask you particularly to give. But I would challenge you, if you ever felt led to give to them individually, you could certainly do that. That um, You could be generous in their direction. This, this particular story comes out of 2 Kings where Elisha was the prophet of the day and he was ministering in the region and there was a, a woman was really moved by his preaching and his teaching. And she said to her husband, you know, Elisha keeps traveling in our direction a lot. What if we built an ADU? What if we built a, a little extra section on our house so that when he comes into town, no matter what time of day, what time of night, we'll put provisions in there, in there for him, a bed in there, he could tie his horses off. He wouldn't even have to ask permission. This is just designated for him. I don't know, in our economy, what would that cost? $100,000, that's, that's an extravagant act to add onto your house for the man of God, but she did. And so there comes the day in chapter uh, four of 2 Kings where as Elisha is kicked back in this lodging, enjoying himself, refreshing himself, it's been a long day previous and now it's gonna be an equally long day in the future. And at the same time, He's able to refresh himself, wash his hands, take a little shower, enjoy a meal that she's provided. Didn't even have to bother her. He just had the key. She said, we'll leave the light on. And so he was able to go right in. And while laying there, he asked the question, what would heaven do for this woman? She was, listen, she was extravagantly generous. Now heaven's gonna respond and be ex extremely generous back to her. And so she called him in. Oh, I have everything I need. You know, that's you guys. How can I pray for you? Oh, I'm good. No, no, no. How, how could heaven show you favor? He discovered that her and her husband have been trying for years, but unable to have a baby. And so he prophesies over her. This time next year, when I come back by, there will be a son. And she backs up because this is such a deep desire of her heart, a thing that she had been praying about. And as Gershon had said, heaven was silent about this. She had been praying and praying and praying. No answer from heaven came. Oh, God must not be pleased with me. No, no, no. Favor sometimes comes your way as you push favor out. Don't get bitter about the favor you're not experiencing. You will actually dam up heaven's flow your way. But in her lack, she was 
filled with favor and generosity, pushing it outward, and heaven responds, and she gives birth to a son that she could not have up until this moment. Be the type of people that show heaven's favor to those in your world, amen? Do it generally. Lean forward a little bit into individuals and occasionally do something generous. And then every once in a while, pull it all out. Give something favored away. Give a generous amount of money. Build something on your house so that someone else can enjoy. Donate one of your favorite, you know, favorite toys that's in the garage half the year anyways, right? That you really, you really value it. But it means so much more to the person who's about to receive it, amen? Let's do this. I want you to come join me up here in the front. Those of you who are like, Lord, I want to receive your, I, ha I know your favor's there. I want to step into it in a deeper level and I want to be a carrier of it into the lives of other people. I want you to come and join me here in the front. We're gonna, I'm gonna have Bethany and Gershon come up here and, and join me. And we're gonna pray over you in just a second. Do me a favor, you guys who are right here, just pull all the way up to the front and we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna pray. And we're gonna kind of end this way. I think the worship team will maybe do something behind us or we'll have a make-believe drummer since our drummer's gonna be praying. Right. Bethany, come on over here. I'll jump on those drums. Okay. His favor is for you. It's on you. You need to maybe get yourself aligned with it. Obey scripture, stop doing something you need to stop doing or start doing something you need to start doing, but to step in and experience it and allow God to use you to carry it into other people's lives. Some of you do it so well, just looking at you guys. Some of you do it so, so, so well. You are conduits from heaven. Man, heaven, heaven favors us through you by just being here. Amen? He does. We, we experience that. Okay, with your hands raised, we're going to go ahead and pray. We're going to have these guys pray over you. Let's do it. Yes, God, I thank you so much we get to be here. I thank you so much we get to dive deeper into you and pray to you, God, and worship you and learn about you. I thank you for your favor that you give all of us, God, that you have everywhere, hidden everywhere for us, Jesus. And I thank you so much for that. I pray that we're able to step into your favor and be able to see your favor and be able to want your favor, God, to ask for it every day and to pray for it and to want it, Jesus, and to want you. And I thank you that we get to want you and that we get to have you, God, because you're so good and you're so good, Jesus. I thank you for that, God. Come on, lift those hands right up. I feel in the spirit there's people in here with back pain. There's people in here with back pain. There's people in here that haven't been able to sleep. I want you to do yourself a favor. Put one of your hands in where it hurts, where you have pain. Where you have pain, put one of those hands right there and the other one lift it high because God is about to do a miracle that he's been waiting for. Come on, raise your hands. Thank you, Jesus, in this moment. We pray over all these people, God. Everybody in here has pray, has pain, Lord, but in this moment, we know your Holy Spirit will move. We know your Holy Spirit will, will take care of the problem. In the name of Jesus, I declare healing right now. All chronic pain in the name of Jesus and the powerful name of Jesus shall be rebuked. Any spirit of, of insomnia that hasn't been let, hasn't been letting you sleep in this moment is rebuked by the powerful name of Jesus. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe that right now God is doing a miracle in your family, in your life. If you can't just raise your hand, God, in this moment, move your Holy Spirit, God. Move your Holy Spirit like you haven't moved it ever before. I know, God, you're in this place. I know that, God, you're moving in this moment right now. There are people feeling his presence. If you feel like moving around, if you feel like crying, don't let the tears hold back. Release those tears because God is doing something. God is starting to move. Come on, somebody believe the word that knows that God is able to do whatever he can. Come on, somebody. Come on. Pray over uh, these two young ladies. 
uh, standing up here in the front. I'm going to pray over, if you haven't met Talia and her husband, Wayne, if you haven't met Danica yet, Danica was here uh, when Rowena preached a couple weeks ago and uh, got saved but didn't even know how to put those into words, but had a, a transformational encounter that day. And man, her whole life has shifted for the better and she's starting to figure out the words to be able to put it into. Um, but they've got a really cool thing going on in their work, that excitement they're carrying it on in their workplace. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pray over them, but I'm gonna pray over what, what they're experiencing gets on you. That actual excitement for being saved, that excitement of who God, that God showed up in my life, that God has forgiven me, that God wants to use me, all right? That God wants to use me in the life of other people. This is not me being a consumer, it's me being that carrier, that everything that God puts into me, I can deliver to my friends, my family, the people in my world. So I'm gonna pray over them, but I'm gonna pray that what they get, they've got gets on all of us, okay? I know some of you already have that, but come on, let's let's believe God for that 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 um, that desire to see others come to know you, Father. We thank you so much for that supernatural working of the Holy Spirit in their lives, Lord. There's what preachers can do, but then there's what the Holy Spirit does. Sometimes He He speaks through preachers, but other times He shows up in our lives in unexpected moments and visits us and and illuminates truth and brings revelation of who Jesus is and what Jesus wants. So we, we thank you for what you've done in the lives of these families, these women, uh, their friends, their co-workers right now. We pray, God, for more people to fill the house as they experience, God, more of you, and there's greater clarity to the lanes in which they can run in you. And so we speak a blessing over them. Lord, let what's gotten on them get on all of us. A fresh reminder that you are real, that you are faithful, that you want to use us in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for the good, deep work that changed lives, not just invites us into the house, but changes who we are as we come into the house, that perfects us, that makes us the better version of us, that allows us to be the transformed person that you called us to be, so that we can be better representatives of the kingdom and also be in alignment with the kingdom. We thank you, God, for modern-day trophies like these and all those that are in this house. Father, we pray that in the next several weeks, as we prepare to step into our grand opening, that, Father, this house will be filled, and for the days and weeks and months and years after, that we'll have to expand in other locations, not so that our name is made great, but so that the name of Jesus resounds and flows off of every tongue in our community. And that name is not a curse word, and that name is not a not a not just a, a information piece, a, historical figure, but it's the name that has saved us. It's the name that has filled us. It's the name that empowers us in our lives. And we pray that, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen and amen. Amen. What a great day, huh? Fantastic day. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.